0: Hello everybody so today Matthias and I were are gonna do a community episode or well questioned by the community and uh, together on a Sunday morning and run through the topic of how can you maximize your savings rate while getting well raising kids and using Matthias as a case study on that one. Yeah, We're just gonna run through numbers his personal situation the ways he uses live and um, well, the German tax system to save money for his kids and kind of like compare that uh, to other situations we've seen in the FI community and our own personal views and that all together in a half an hour episode. So yeah, hope this offers some value. Sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Financial Independence Europe podcast. Where we interview people from all 44 European countries, all of them, about optimizing your life, geo-arbitrage and making the most of your money. This was your hosts, Alvar, Erminta, and Matias. Hey, everybody. Welcome back again to another podcast episode of the Financial Independence Europe podcast. Um, Well, this time, actually, Mathias and I got up pretty early Sunday morning to record this episode for you. And we're planning to do something pretty awesome. We're going to do community questions for once again. I know in the past, we've always done the Friday episodes and did a few case studies, which actually worked out really, really awesome. All of us also really enjoyed doing where we just literally grabbed either somebody from reddit and turned them into a case study or turned them they could fire questions that then we answered them or just went through specific listener questions and we always really enjoyed it uh but from kind of like a research perspective it's always really time intensive yeah it's sometimes just hard to organize yeah so i think we're a little bit more picky with the topics we take out now we're kind of research and kind of dial into but we all really enjoy that just processing those questions and getting started with them but so yeah anyway without further ado yeah well let's get started with saying who's actually joining me today
1: hey matthias hello alva good morning (laughs) good Morning. morning what
0: are you drinking this morning matthias coffee
1: i had two coffees yes yeah surprisingly
0: no. <laughs> nice then let's hope um, you're extremely excited and ready to go anyway guys so the first topic we're kind of gonna cover uh for today is actually a reddit uh question posted well as me posting guys what do you want to hear from us and tomato cheese replying to that so i'm gonna turn this sentence into a question how do you maximize your saving rates while having kids and not having a software engineer salary which i actually yeah as a question I find pretty interesting the only unfortunate thing is i don't have kids so i am not in the best position to answer this question but luckily enough uh my cause matthias does have kids and i like asking sure. questions <laughs> so i will use matthias as my case study today i hope he doesn't mind
1: no of course it's fine i'm being transparent about everything
0: <laughs> that's the way we like things so matthias can you give us like a brief breakdown of um i mean how is your kid situation looking like how old are your kids uh, yeah, tell us about it
1: Kids are five years. My son is five years old, and I have brand new daughter, which is um, say, I think nine years, uh, nine months old. It's from last summer, and we're living in a small three three uh, room flat in Cologne, Germany, with my together with my girlfriend. And um, yeah, that's pretty much. It uh my son is in the kindergarten and my daughter the younger one is going to child care in or child daycare from September and yeah that's pretty much it.
0: Cool. And in terms of cost you you've told me in the past that child care is pretty extremely expensive sometimes in Germany and you spend a ton of money on that. Um yeah can you kind of like tell us like what do you roughly like spend per kid in general um I just kind of like give us a breakdown. What are like the most obvious daily things you buy for them?
1: Um I childcare is not expensive in Germany. If you don't have money and if you don't do anything, childcare is, is not expensive. But if you earn money <laughs> and if you do want to do things, it's kind of expensive. Um because uh, first of all you have to pay for the childcare um at day. And that depends on your salary. So it can be up to 600 euro in Cologne. So I would advise you not to live in a city where you have to pay for it. Yeah, the other things is, for example, transportation. You have to pay at flies. You have to pay a fee for the children, like 30 euros. And if they need an own seat, you have to pay like nearly a normal ticket. And of course, you need some some food some for example some diapers and so on
0: cool and i kind of like want to dig into that so when you say 600 euro a month is that uh, like full-time kindergarten or is it like part-time because i i know in the uk that's full time t- ah cool uh, people often uh, tend to spend five to six pounds an hour for childcare. okay okay cool so that's full-time 600 a month So there are no subsidies on top of that. So that's just a flat 600, uh, if you are reasonable.
1: If if you, for example, um, if the kids get older, Mm -hmm. it's getting cheaper. So you pay 600 for, so I'm not paying 600, but you pay 600 if the children are like one year old or two year old, and then it decreases up to or down to like somewhere 200, I would say. Uh, But it really depends on on your salary. But it still hurts for everybody. If you don't have much money, paying 100 euros is, still hurts. If you have a lot of money, 600 euros also hurts. You know, and I think the government could also pay for it because you create a new tax payer. <laughs> <laughs> so it's an investment. Um, yeah, it should be. It should be cheaper. Cool. but for,
0: let's for, for example sake work with the six you six, you mentioning because i think we can assume most people in the five-year body earn a reasonable sum a month and i do know that in the uk spending a th- up to a thousand a month is pretty standard uh for child care for full time and on top of that like in the netherlands where i'm from myself uh a thousand um a year for somebody but like a, or a thousand a month is pretty standards so like in the ballpark from 600 to a thousand in most european countries is kind of what we can expect so obviously we have childcare then besides that you, you, so you mentioned transport getting kids from a to b school childcare, uh, family friends etc um, what else like what do you spend for diapers foods just as examples uh, just so we can live give listeners an idea like what do you spend yourself per month on your kids
1: um i think diapers is um, if you go to DM or to a drugstore, it's not so expensive. I think we have one package for seven euros, six, seven euros. I would say 28 euros per month on diapers. There are also um, online services that um, send you diapers or you can have a diaper subscription. But it's not the most expensive thing. And you also have... Um, so my kids are eating what we eat. Not, not everything, but they eat like a noodle or they eat a piece of potato then also you you sometimes they get some baby mash or these these glasses where you have some uh, mashed fruits in it it's 95 cent per glass um, but they don't get it too often because they should not get used to it as their main meal and of course uh, my daughter is getting uh, milk from from my girlfriend so it's uh priceless or it or doesn't cost anything, <laughs> just time and um, clothing um, is kind of we get it from that's a lot of work to get it um, second hand, but then it's really cheap. And we also if you tell your ancestors um, or your, your grandmother what to to buy as a gift, then they spend less money on useless shit and they are actually helping you buying like new shoes you you don't probably don't don't want um secondhand shoes shoes for example is very expensive and also we recently bought a a kinder seat for 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 um car sharing that was also expensive but we asked our ancestors ancestors to pay for it and sometimes you can also buy it Second hand, and, and uh, last week also my, my son got a jeans or some, it's a, it's an ugly jeans from a child from the kindergarten who also doesn't have a lot of money. So we also take uh, clothing from people who don't have much money.
0: <laughs> gotcha. And is it fair to say that every month is kind of like different and obviously you have like the fixed cost of, the, of childcare and food. Um, but, you know, if your kids get simply eat with you and you cook a little bit more It probably doesn't cost too much extra but yeah so kind of like every month is different um and where i'm also curious about and uh, from all those the, the smallest and the biggest cost just correct me if i'm wrong what kind of a, like what i'm hearing now obviously the childcare part is by far the largest cost and then the smaller things in um like either getting Jeans or just new shoes or uh some ice cream or just doing something w- w- with the kids and kind of like that combination. um one thing I actually uh, somebody said at a meetup, uh, well, which I'm organizing Edinburgh, so anybody in Edinburgh joined the meet, the five meetup over here. But they were quoting that like we were having this discussion last week, and I asked them, "What do you actually kind of like? What's the, what's the biggest cost? It's not necessarily the the childcare. It's not necessarily yeah the." Um, the food you buy or the clothing like that's all quite arrangeable yeah obviously if you buy designer clothing every single time for your kids it's gonna get expensive but what they said is that somebody uh well one of the two of the parents quite often just you know needs to stay home if you want to afford the child to that cost and one parent actually had two kids in kindergarten or used to have and was spending two thousand pounds a month on that um which effectively is a pretty normal full-time salary um, back in the UK through tax like that. That's actually the biggest cost that one of the two, one of the couple is not able to work, is staying home.
1: Makes sense. And um, that's the biggest loss is ex- uh, actually the, is the income of the person. In Germany, you get it uh, subsidized, but you get some parental money. It's 65% of your the income you had before. Um, so it it's not completely lost, but it's still less as uh, than you had before. On the other hand side, you are also kind of free, so you can do whatever you want. You only have to only in in break, um, not really only, but you have to take care of your kids. But you're relatively free to design your day. So um, yeah. And you also have to consider that you your career is advancing slower, um, so you're not going to make the next step because you stay at home and you maybe you after your child is born you want want to go maybe down to six hours per day, so um, yeah that's not uh, your your career is not skyrocketing or accelerating. So sometimes people who get kids late. It's better for them because they already have a big salary and they already are manager or senior, and so that's an advantage if you that you yeah speed up your career in the beginning in your twenties, and then in, in your thirties, the beginning of the thirties, you you already have a big chunk of of money and you don't have to go fast in your career. Yeah, also biggest costs. Um, some people tend to go into bigger flats. I'm not doing it. We just stay in our flat. In the beginning, we moved to a three-room flat, but now we just stay there and we have flexible room concepts and we just sold everything. And my girlfriend is really um, into minimalism and we, we don't have much stuff in our flats. And we moving also. Sometimes we recently moved the beds from into the living room. We swapped a bedroom with a living room because then the kids can have in, uh, their own room in the living room, or we separate the living room in, in two rooms, and then that, that's why we don't have to move into a bigger flat with four rooms. So that's a good hack. Cool,
0: gotcha. And I do know that in Germany they have the awesome system with kindergeld Like, so kids actually sometimes also make you some money, as in the government um, helps you uh, in terms of covering the cost. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: sure um we get 200 euros per kid, and if you spend less you're kind of cash flow positive <laughs> um we, what i do is um get it taking in the beginning of the month taking 50 euros from the uh, 200 and put it into uh, etf or index fund so um yeah that that we also prepare for for the college and that they have a little bit of money when they get um, 18 actually not i have one stock and the rest is etf and um interestingly uh it's interesting to see that the stock is performing really well and the uh, the index fund is uh, yeah just slow anyway yeah that's it you just apply for the money and you get it releasing cool. germany
0: so that's 200 euro a month 2400 per kit per year 4800 for both gets together that's that's a really generous um, support the government is actually giving. And I, I, I don't know in most countries this is not the case. And in places like the UK or the Netherlands, uh, guys, listeners, correct me if I'm wrong, but I know in the Netherlands, what are we talking about? 150 euro per three months. UK something similar, nowhere near amounts as generous as uh, you get um, in Germany, but. Again, Matthias, good on you for getting it. And also pretty awesome that you actually use fifty euro of that money to buy a stock for them, um, or stock etfs and that w- would actually have been my next question. Do you save for them for college? Do you kind of like you know save up every month? But yeah, you do. Um and is there besides that fifty euro a month every anything else you like you save for them?
1: I would like to add what's the um to the question, what's the biggest um cost is of of course if you if you're not pre or if you don't maintain your or take time for your relationship, you probably have the cost of a divorce, like in in 20 years or 10 or 20 years. So it's important to take um, spend more on your babysitter or spend more time to go to vacation instead of having a divorce or a a terrible relationship. So uh, it's also, yeah, it's also biggest, biggest cost could also be divorce if you don't um, takes time for your relationship or if you have just the wrong partner <laughs> right in the beginning. On the other hand, in terms of saving, I'm not saving too much uh, under the name of your kids. Because if you save for your kids in Germany, you, you're opening an account for them. You're putting in some money and then it's the money of the kids. You cannot, for example, you have also have some tax advantages. You can have like income out of the investment, you can in have income of 801 euro um, per year, um, but you you're not allowed to put your own money into um, that account, and then you take out money out of the account. So it's it's limited. So it's really for the kids, and they also get the money in the end. So it's, it's their money. You 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 are not allowed to yeah to take the money then. In the end, so you want maybe you you want to save a little bit more on you under your own name, if you don't trust your kids uh, with with the money. So it's also important to invest in the uh, actually education of the kids, how to deal with money, how to be um, a great human being, not to spend everything on drugs, maybe or to yeah. Some people have fears that the, the children are just wasting the money. Um, that has been saved for them, um, so they they're not saving uh, under the name of the kids, but they're saving in their own account for them. But then they have no not the tax advantages. Cool. And
0: if you kind of like get back to the question um, of you know, how do you like, maintain a healthy savings rate? How do you maximize your saving uh, rate while having kids? I, I think the question itself is a little bit too absolute and. Um, using you as an example, kind of like throwing out numbers, how you deal with it—that's um, kind of like the best way of answering the question. Because how do you maximize this in the end? It's dependent per person. It's completely different. It's up to you. And obviously, all the obvious advice applies uh, with being frugal, getting 2nd handed clothing, and making use of what I whatever tax advantage you can
1: get. We also we also go mm-hmm. go for camping um, um, instead of we, we wanted to go in the parental uh, we, we have one time um, to spend together in a, mon- a month of a vacation and we wanted to go um, like to Portugal and rent some apartment but now we're going camping so you really can decrease your costs even more even further because camping with kids it's it's really cheap and the kids really do like it. And you can be in the nature and you can disconnect from your devices. And it's um, yeah, you can just do things that are more cheap. Or another example from people I know is that you could um, just if you're not in Germany, um, if your kids are not supposed to go to school here, um, then you could also go live abroad like in Sri Lanka or in um, like other countries, offshore countries, and do homeschooling and you really can uh, live off your um, investments and like you just spend 700, 800 euros or 500. Um, if you don't t- need to be in Germany if you, for example, if you can work remotely and stuff like that, so it's you don't have to stay in Germany. It's also possible or stay in Europe, it's also possible to move away. That's actually one uh, thought I've been playing with.
0: Me and my girlfriend, we definitely want to get kids. Not yet, but on the long run. um, And we're still early in our careers, building things up and kind of like um, trying to plan for that. Like, you know, say we get kids in the next three, four years that I'm at the point in my career then either where I can go remote or I've got uh, and I've saved up to. Go part time or simply retire in Portugal, and you arbitrage and homeschool. Although I don't think they would homeschool full on, <laughs> but um, the, the idea, yeah, it sounds attractive to me. And what you also mentioned earlier is that it it can be quite worthwhile investing in your career early on, uh, so you are in a semi senior position when you actually get kids. So, I mean, then obviously you can give your tasks to other people or like you have more control over your own schedule it's easier to demand like hey i'm gonna go four days a week and um, kind of like that setup that way of reasoning and planning it's in some way it feels a little bit kind of like too economical financial planning that you're like okay i'm gonna plan my kids like three years in advance and i'm gonna plan at 1.1 up to 1.6 but at the same time also why not If you plan like this um, and you're prepared for it, you've got more time to spend in the end with your kids, to be with them and to do what matters. And you don't have to hire a babysitter constantly to come um, and for you to go on a date with your girlfriends. Like, yeah, I I do find it an interesting concept. It's one of, yeah, let's do another episode that in two or three years or (laughs) in a month or so or whatever, when I've had enough time to like really not a good thing on like, okay, how do you, you like truly objectively plan best for this if any of our listeners like has a better idea of or has done this like truly thought okay i want to plan from like a to b or whatever before i get kids like how i'm gonna do this in which position do i want to be when they arrive i just wanted an interesting thought uh and while we're well not necessarily on the topic i just feel kids i would like to um add a few comments out of like the reddit uh post we both set off people were commenting on this topic so and then i'm curious matias if this um sounds kind of like uh you don't even notice these comments yet so it's always nice to do these on the spot if this sounds kind of like relatable to you so one of the commenters spanish fire says um, i'm a spanish software engineer with one kids and another coming for now 43 uh, percent savings rates salaries are not too high as in other um, european countries but still high enough so software engineer spanish One kid, one coming, forty-three percent savings rate. I mean, that already for most people is like pretty insane, forty-three. But uh, from a fire perspective, do you think forty-three percent with kids is that realistic?
1: Um, It's realistic if you have a big salary. You know, if you uh, save forty-three from hundred k, (laughs) it's it's fine. Uh, You you can you can become fire with that money. I also don't have eighty percent saving rate or seventy. I I just have forty-five or something like that. But if you um, invest wisely and also, yeah, consider some more risky, I not really risky, but if you invest, for example, in options or in peer-to-peer, then you can also uh, manage to to go fire with that money. Go on. One thing we re- really missed: we just talked about people who have who are partner, you know, like a girl and a man. But there are a lot of people or well, an increasingly number of people who are single parent. And I think these single parents, it's really tough to uh, to manage all that. And I think they're sometimes really doomed. <laughs> so we maybe have to interview um, next time somebody who's a single parent. But um, go on with the next question. Cool. Sounds like a plan. So
0: what I did, kind of, I would also like to add another Reddit comment just well, because we've got them and this one is actually... I hope we're kind of like filling the expectation, but I hope that I pronounce this correctly. But Spetnats um from Portugal is saying um actually on us asking or on somebody saying like, hey, please talk about the saving rate uh, with kids combination. Uh please speak about this. Every time I read about fire, it's about a software engineer with no kids and I like the stories about the regular families with kids and how they've managed to save and stay on their path to fire. So yeah, I hope this kind of like covers that and i mean matthias is a regular person with a regular family and i hope i can ask reasonable questions which make him come up with reasonable normal stories um but if there's anybody out there is like hey i want to tell my story and i'm actually talking to a couple people right now to get them onto the show uh, to let them tell their stories of like okay i've got kids how do i deal with that how do i plan my life um and kind of like stay sane save money still work on my career and relation and everything so uh, they will hopefully be coming on at some point <laughs> in the future um but i kind of like hope that covers that so from like a question perspective Mathis, i feel we've covered like the situation from kids reasonably well it's not really been like a statistical approach of like hey you spent 50 here 60 here and you can save five euro cents by doing this this and this but more like a, you know, a normal conversation um how do people deal with kids and i think you and your girlfriend you're doing pretty well guy um in terms of like how you've got it organized and also still spend time together which is pretty important
1: uh, sure we have a babysitter date today <laughs> <laughs> And it's more not so much about uh, how much percent you spend for something, but it's uh, it's about uh, having uh, intelligence in in the situation and making wise decisions. And also don't don't save too much. Uh, also also spend where it's important for you. If you, for example, have a kids activi- activity that costs a little bit more but saves you some time and also it's really valuable for the child uh, child uh, for a kid, then just. I would also consider pay like fifty euro or hundred euro per month if it's really worth worth it. So don't spend too much, uh, yeah. That uh, don't don't save too much because um, the, it's it's your lifetime. So and yeah, enjoy your, your life.
0: Cool. And I actually think that's an amazing answer on the question: um, How do you maximize the saving uh, your saving rates while having kids without having a software engineer salary? Um, yeah, Matthias, any last thoughts on it?
1: I think if you're not a software engineer, you have to save. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you have to do something maybe on the side, <laughs> or delay delay your FIS a little bit or go part-time earlier and stuff like that.
0: Maybe, but maybe it's also like if you're not, you know, if you're not earning 100K or an 80K salary or whatever and you cannot leverage a really high income, you know, you have to do something. And like somehow you have to compensate you know, obviously, if you want to reach financial dependence in the end, uh you now do you go part time, spend more time with your kids, and just effectively kind of become fire? And you have to do something to kind of like get you to the needed numbers because even in the most barebone case, you know, like say three hundred thousand a year with the house Um, so, in terms of lean fire, you have to get that money somehow. And when you earn thirty five thousand euro a year and spend twenty five, you can have a hard time reaching that. So, yeah, I mean, you need to do something in the end to get there but i think we as a community are creative enough to come up ways to organize it and um, if you if you don't earn much money be creative find yourself way. but yeah in the end <laughs> that's an annoying thing there is no magical answer to if you earn 35 and you have to get like how do you fix that equation and still reach uh, the needed amount but anyway I think that's a nice way of uh, finishing up the episode. I would say I found it actually pretty interesting. I learned something from you today, Matthias. Thank you.
1: (laughs) I would also like to um, ask our listeners to go to the show notes uh, or Facebook or somewhere and and tell us their uh, life hacks. How do they manage to go fire with a low salary? Um, How do, what are their life hacks in different countries? Um, How to get around certain costs and so on. Just use our collective intelligence as a community.
0: Cool, good stuff. Matthias, thank you so much. And guys, have a good evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you're listening.
1: See ya. Yeah, see ya, bye.
0: Thank you guys for listening to this episode. We hope you learned something new and enjoyed the show. You can support us by doing this. Subscribing through your favorite podcast program and leaving us a review. Following us on Instagram and Twitter at Financial Independence Europe. Sending us an email with questions and feedback. We would love to hear from you. All the mentioned articles, books, and cool resources can be found in the show notes at financial-independence.eu. Thank you for listening, and see you next time.